Suspense and intrigue. We have so much to do this year. And we don't even know what we have to do yet. You just have to assume it's going to be a cumbersome big task. And uh, I think we're, we're kicking it off nice. On this January 2nd, 2023, I welcome you all here on a, it's not a rainy night. It's just a overcast and nippy night. And I hope that your weekend went well and that you had a nice New Year's Day. Uh, and I hope that your New Year's Eve was exactly what you wanted it to be, even if you were in bed by 10.30. Because on Saturday night, I could have been in bed by 10.30, which is just typical for every New Year's Eve, that I'm up until 12.30 to 1.30 in the morning on average every night of the week without batting an eye, obviously. And then the one night of the year you have to stay up until midnight, it's like, oh no, I can't do it. <laughs> so I am really happy to be doing this again with you all another 12 months together. As long as the power is still on, of course. Hopefully uh, by mid-year I can figure out some ham radio operation stuff so that at least some of you can hear me on a transistor somewhere. If the lights really do go out, if all that cyber polygon, uh, if all the cyber polygon prepping and simulating will be used, we'll know, we'll know then. But tonight we're going to be settling into the brand new broadcast calendar, the new calendar year with, uh, Joel King Bao Bauman. We're welcoming him back. Our friend, professional athlete, MMA, um, artist and of course a guy who has dedicated his life to eradicating childhood malnourishment so we were just going to be talking about how the the global matrix may be countering a rising level a rising tide of human consciousness in 2023 uh, inside of that conversation i want to bring up the andrew tate arrest because i saw that um that king bao had reacted to it in a pretty pretty interesting way. So I, I, I gotta see if he wants to come on and kick off the year with me. So we got that going on tonight, but we've got so much more going on this week and I thought it was going to be a pretty easygoing week. I thought it was. We have great guests, but now we're, we're starting to really uh, kick it up a notch, if you know what I mean. Who do we have? Well, I'll get to that in just a second. I wanna thank my sponsors, Blue Monster Prep, Thank you, Blue Monster Prep, for being out there. An internet superstore for all of your prepping needs. Water, 
non-perishable food, first aid, things for the pets, things for your getaway, your go bags, whatever you need, you got to go over there. Communication. Anybody who just lived through any unpredictable weather has reason to want to have a little extra supply in the house. You don't always have to be preparing for some kind of a, you know, a, a, a planetary communist onslaught, you know. There's a lot of other reasons why you need to be able to be independent from the system, at least for a couple of days. So go to bluemonsterprep.com, start off the new year right. Now you know exactly what your budgets are since you don't have to do any more Christmas shopping for other people. Now splurge on yourself and your household a little bit. And contact Pat and Gina if you need any help. They are always willing to stay on the phone with you for as long as you get it. BlueMonsterPrep.com. Use promo code FRANKLY. Lots of things that they uh, they throw in there if you spend over $100, including, quite frankly, mugs and stuff. All right. Tomorrow night, January 3rd, we got Ryan Gable coming back on. Now, I still plan on doing a second installment of our, like, you know, occult archival conversations. We did Saturn... I want to do Freemasons and other things like that with him. But tomorrow night, I wanted to come. I wanted him to come on. Uh, I asked him, "Hey, you got anything on the any uh, synchronistic, spooky stuff that's going on with the death of Benedict the Sixteenth, who managed to slip right in there with the notable twenty twenty two deaths in the last couple of hours?" And he said, oh, absolutely. He's going to be worse. So tomorrow we're going to be doing a show, already has a title, The Year of the Rabbit. We got the Pope, the Queen, etc. I guess we're going to be able to dig back up that elegant demon comment that uh, Pope Francis put out there last week that we were talking about. Goblin mode, the word of the year in 2022, all of it. Ryan says that there's a string that runs through it all. So I can't wait to hear it. It's going to be a nice Tuesday evening. On quite frankly. Then on the 4th, on Wednesday, Dane Wigginton, Geoengineering Watch, he'll be on. We're going to be talking about weather warfare going into the new year. On the 5th, Thursday night, the 5th, Toby Wright. He is a very well-known and very accomplished music producer who has gone into the area of frequency, healing people through frequency and using, uh, I think, I guess, cymatics. I can't wait to talk to him about everything. We're going to just start with music and people he's worked with, his career, and then we'll get into the new technological frontier that he's on there, human frontier of sound. So that'll be nice. And then I left Friday open, the 6th, because I'll just sit back and, I don't know, read quotes out of the George Washington civility book or something. We just need to take a breath. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? Then next week, Dr. Chloe Carmichael comes on. She'll be talking about anxiety. Well, yeah, anxiety. I wanted her to come on and talk about anxiety, phobias, immersion therapy. That's like if you are scared to death of one thing or another. Um, how I want to talk about the ins and outs of immersion therapy, putting yourself deliberately in the way of your fear. Uh, how well that works of breaking out and how long it should take and whatever. So I thought that would be nice. Then Timothy Alberino comes back. We're talking about ancient empires, empires of the gods, a younger Dryas impact hypothesis. Anyone who knows Graham Hancock's work will be, I have to imagine, familiar with where we're going to be going on the 12th. And then on the 13th, January 13th, 
which is uh, Friday, on Friday the 13th, Leo Zagami comes on to talk about the Illuminati. And we're going to be talking about Hollywood that night, but I got to ask him about the Vatican and the Popes. Because we have this first ever funeral of a Pope who had retired the first in 600 years, being presided over by a commie plant, pretty much the Joe Biden version of, uh, of, of Popes. It's just, it's very weird how we're starting off the year like this, but I would have to imagine it's, it's apropos because it's not going to decelerate by any chance. So let's just jump right into it. More and more and more is coming your way in January. I'm still booking. Got Jay Gulinello coming on, Stephen, Jonathan, all types of topics. Marjorie Wildcraft at the end of the year talking about food survival mentality. Um, yeah. Yeah, so great stuff. Another thing I have to announce, it's the first of the year for us. So I have to tell you, the book club, this is what's going on. Now, remember, if you are going to be a part of book club as it is going on in real real time, so if you're tuning in to be, <clears throat> to be a part of those sessions or want access to those sessions afterwards before I make them public, you need to become a monthly sponsor, either through Squarespace right there on quitefrankly.tv on the sponsor us section, on Subscribestar, on Patreon, or through the Quite Frankly chat room, uh, donating, uh, uh, subscribing to, quite frankly, through Foxhole. So that is where we pull all the emails from, and then we send out the unlisted live link. When are those going to be? And what is the chapter's for this week just letting you know right now timothy gordon and i are going to be doing it on wednesday nights for the next four wednesdays not this one next wednesday the 11th is the first night of book club i will be cutting off quite frankly around 8 30 so i'll go live a little bit earlier so we only lose about 15 minutes not a whole half hour but i'll cut off quite frankly around 8 30 we will start book club around 8 45 and go for about an hour and, um, and that'll be great. What are we reading? You're reading C.S. Lewis, The Great Divorce. And we are reading the first four chapters. Chapter one, two, three, and all of four. I believe it's 33 pages. It's only a 140 page book. We will be done probably by the end of January, if not before Super Bowl Sunday in February. Uh, let's, let's have a great time. And I put up the first of the threads quite frankly not tv you go to the forum and stuck to the top of the forum is the first book club thread so that you guys and gals who are reading along can jump in there and leave it there you go and there's all the instructions you have including an instruction to please have fun that's what it's all about so the 11th of january you have that much time to get your book and to become a sponsor of the show. I'll take care of the rest. Don't you worry. All right. I think all of the business is out of the way. Now let's go into our grab bag. The first one up is from Sports Illustrated, I guess, SI. NFL World Roasts the Commanders. That's the name of the Washington Redskins. They'll all be, always be the Redskins, but in, uh, in bizarro commie land. In, Marx, in, in, in cultural Marxism land, they are now the Washington Commanders, and they have a new mascot. You know who the mascot is? It's a big fucking pig. That's right. It's a pig in a, in a, in a, in a combat helmet, and they're getting roasted. The pig's name is Major Tutty. 
Mark Swan is going to like that one. Tud. The commander's unveiling of the new mascot, Major Tuddy, didn't go exactly well according to plan on Sunday. Uh, Washington showed off its new mascot, a pig wearing a military helmet, in a very dramatic video posted to Twitter. The term hogs have been a part of Washington's history since the 1980s. There, the team's stout offensive line was nicknamed the Hogs after reference by then-offensive line coach Joe Bugle. Uh, casual fans online aren't the only ones taking issue with the name, though. The original members of the Hogs believe the owner, Dan Snyder, is not going to give credit to them despite using the Hogs brand. Therefore, Joe, it, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. It's such a joke. Just like, I'm sorry, it, I, I mean, I'm not sorry. Just like the Cleveland Indians are a joke. That's just it. Now, the, the Yankees, I don't, it's not that the 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 uh, the corporate front office of the Yankees has not genuflected before all the same woke bullshit as everybody else. Their name is going to be safe for all time because I just don't know how. I mean, the, the North won, so I guess that's good. I guess that's a good thing for if you're you know a Yankee stockholder. They don't even they're not even public, but I'm just saying. But the Washington, I mean, they should have just called themselves the Washington Queefs. Why not? Washington Queefs. That's all that comes out of Washington, D.C. anyhow. But now they got a pig, a pig in a helmet. They used to be a redskin. They used to be this proud, badass-looking Indian warrior. And now they're just a... a, a a fumbling, bumbling pig. I guess, I, once again, I guess it's apropos. Coming from Washington, D.C. and all. But I th I do think that the Queefs would have been a lot better of a mascot than the pig would. All right. Um, oh, here actually, this would have been a good mascot. The walrus. Walrus. An actual wal walrus wanders into harbor. Plays with itself. That's right. Plays with itself. Diddles itself. Pleasures itself. Then falls asleep and ruins New Year's fireworks. New Year's fireworks celebrations were called off in a seaside Yorkshire town in United Kingdom Saturday after a walrus decided to take a breather on the harbor slipway. The walrus, nicknamed Thor, wandered into the Scarborough Harbor on Friday afternoon, seeking that wildlife experts believe that it was a rest on the mammal's journey north. Sky News reported, as Thor continued to stay put, the British Divers Marine Life Rescue advised city officials to cancel the festivities over fear that the loud sounds and bright lights could cause distress to the mammal. Oh. My. Gosh. Oh my gosh. They have m more consideration for this migrating walrus than they do for, for the people out there for old proud traditions and cultures. We welcome the decision to call off the fireworks, but understand that some people will be disappointed that uh, the display isn't going ahead. Chris Cook from the BDMLR stated per BBC News, it's extremely rare that an Arctic walrus should come ashore on Yorkshire coast. The creature needs time to rest and recuperate before it continues its journey. That's not all the walrus has been doing during his stay in Yorkshire, apparently. He was, uh, he was wanking, he said. Curious onlookers revealed that Thor had been, had been enjoying some fireworks of his own uh, during his stint in Scarborough with the hashtag 
wanking walrus making the rounds on social media. This right here should be, all of a sudden, the walrus has more dignity than the, the pig in D.C. Quite frankly, it's more badass than the Washington football team altogether. This should be the wanking walruses. D.C., the Washington wanking walruses, alliteration to, to boot. Good for you. Go ahead. Once proud Redskins, wank away. Headline from Rasmussen. We at Rasmussen Reports aren't sensationalists. This is our biggest poll ever. 73 million Americans say they know someone personally they think died from the vaccines. This is... um. I can add a couple there. I can add a couple to this. No doubt I can add a couple to this myself. And it's just one of those things that as time goes on, I don't know. It's not going to be enough to for everybody to say, oh, oh, okay. I think we have a problem here. Because the second that we all admit what's going on, then we need to clap people in irons. And they need to be at least... Put in solitary confinement for the rest of their lives with no phone calls, nothing, no psychiatric help either. They need to be going. They need to go away if they don't go to the gallows. So now we're getting to uh, shit or get off the pot time. Because, whoopsie, oopsie. I think we rushed into this a little bit more. Let's pump the brakes. That was two years ago. That was two years ago now. December 2020, when they started putting this shit into people's arms, that's when the blackmail started. That's when the blackmail started. They uh, they start they start blackmailing people like my late stepfather Skip to um, take the shot or not be allowed to go and have uh, cancer removed or, in his case, a cancer infested kidney removed. Couldn't go onto the operating table unless you took this shot for a, a, a cold with a 99 plus percent survival rate. So by January 2021, now it's 22, 23, we're two years later. Yeah, about, about two years ago. Because we saw from that first initial batch coming from Pfizer what they had already seen being uh, seen with the with the the spontaneous abortions and all that other stuff, what they had already observed in people far more than what would have been needed in any saner time, with people who have actually good intentions to to halt the entire thing. They had already seen enough to stop the entire program by February of 2021. But nope, onward and upward. God knows what the hell. God knows. God knows. So, 73 million people have responded. Just incredible. Okay, um, another thing over here. I think we can get one more in. I think we can get one more in. Let's see. Uh, Oh, here you go. GCHQ. Western spy agencies must pre-bunk in disinformation. So pretty much it's propaganda. We've been seeing this a lot these uh, these past couple of months alone over here in the U.S. The word, well, earlier on in the summer, 
of 2022. That's when we got things like miss, dis, and mal information. We started seeing all this new market-tested uh, buzzwords coming out, things that people uh, would feel really, um, I don't know, I, I, maybe sophisticated, repeating as if these are scientific terms and not just creations from spies who know how the human mind works and just wants to tickle it a little bit. It learns something new. It can be part of a really in-depth conversation about 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 very I don't know, very consequential moments in our history, malinformation, mis and disinformation. But forget about debunking. We need to pre-bunk things, getting out ahead of it, which is of course all they do. That's what the media usually does. They get out ahead of things that they know they're never going to report on truthfully because many of them are a part of it. And, uh, and they make sure that you know that you can only see one topic or another from a certain point of view. And anything else that comes into frame afterwards is obviously mis, dis, or malinformation that needs to be dealt with swiftly. And depending on where you live in the world, it will be dealt with more severely than other places. Jeremy Fleming says war in Ukraine prompted new public outreach effort by intelligence community. So obviously they know that this is the worst proxy war in history. And that there's no way to do any of this subtly. So they're giving themselves permission to come out to the public and say, yes, we are going to be just lathering you up with propaganda. But it's not that. It's pre-bunking. It's pre-bunking. Western spy agencies should use intelligence to pre-bunk narratives pushed by Russia and other authoritarian states. The head of GCHQ said while guest editing BBC Radio's 4... Today program. Jeremy Fleming, who leads the largest of Britain's three main intelligence agencies, said on Thursday the war in Ukraine had prompted a significant opening up in the Christmas broadcast to co-produced uh, co by a serving spy chief for the first time. Why not? Why not? It's either he's serving or he leaves and he's still doing the agency's work in an unofficial way. It just doesn't matter. Make it all official. And that's what they're doing right now. But Fleming, who was interviewing one of the U.S. counterparts, Avril Haines, the director of national intelligence, acknowledged the new public outreach effort that had more impact on Western countries than anywhere else around the world. Quote, you've put a lot of effort into getting secret intelligence, but I always think it's no point collecting it unless you use it, Fleming said. The sea change we've been seeing during this conflict of getting the intelligence out there and using it to pre-bunk uh, in the run-up to the war, Western agencies used a series of public warnings. First, generally that Russia planned a multi-front invasion of Ukraine, and later that there was a specific pro-Russian coup plot, and the Kremlin planned to fake a very graphic video as a pretext for the attack. However, much of the world, the GCHQ chief admitted, haven't completely bought into that side of the argument, reflecting skepticism about Western intentions in Russia and countries sympathetic to it. Fleming is one of this week's Today program guest editors who appear on the show and help select themes and guests. Other in include other people I don't give a shit about. So, um, so that's incredible. That's incredible. But, again, what you would expect. They're not going to de-escalate. They're not going to de-accelerate. Forward we go. All right. I'm taking a quick 
inter, uh, inter intro break. I hope that you are here with me. Share the show. I have tweeted all of the pertinent links across all the socials for Quite Frankly. Become a Quite Frankly social media sponsor tonight. Share the links and, of course, hit the like button and hit the Rumble Plus button. Whether you're on YouTube or on Rumble, everything else, of course, applies and whatever. But on those two main things, if you want to be a big difference maker in this show from the onset of this new year, Please, as you come into the chat room, as you log in to watch, whether it's on Rumble or on YouTube especially, hit the like button and hit the plus button. And let's see what happens. All right, we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. This gentleman at 8 o'clock, it's everyone's favorite show, Earth. It's been 100 galgamized since we first took species from 17 different planets and put them all together on the same planet. They fox falling in love. What will happen this Galgamar? Tune in Janamon today to find out. It's Earth on Fox. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Hello, hello, all the music I had set up over here. Great, on January 2nd, bad transition, but welcome. Been smooth otherwise. Thank you so much for being here tonight. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I I really welcome you to what I think is going to be a good show for a good week. And you can send those super chats into the show if you want for me to read them out and be a part of the conversation in any way, shape, or form. I'll be checking those throughout the night, quite frankly, superchat.com. Other than that, ladies and gents, I have a few things here I want to do with you, and that is first go over to, to Zero Hedge. Now, on Zero Hedge, I got this. I thought it was a great one. And I wish that they had published it on Friday night when we were doing all of our own personal predictions for what was coming our way in 2023. Oh, the music I had set aside was right there. Stupid dumbass. Stupid dummy. I'm cursing less in 2023 for the children. Top 10 conspiracy theories that will be validated in 2023. There's a reason why I, do, I want to do this before King Bao comes on, because I definitely want to see what he thinks is going to be in that top, that top 10, or, or his own theories. 
There's been a lot of talk lately about the word of the year. Some say it's gaslighting, which happens to be a personal favorite of mine. Others say it's goblin mode, a bizarre term linked to Kanye West and Elon Musk that the left's semantic gatekeepers have rushed to uh, redefine from a meme that was funny precisely because it had no obvious definition. That the left is good at that, but they're they're all a bunch of midwits, so they think that they're doing God's work or whatever God that is. I don't know. They they think they're doing work, and it's really just playing in a sandbox. In the spirit of New Year's predictions, I will boldly assert that the same may be true of 2023's future word of the year: conspiracy theory. Now I'm just going to get around to the top ten because I want to bring I want to bring Joel Bauman on here. So most of these top 10 conspiracies are really, uh, really already exposed if you are hanging out with crews like ours over here and stuff like that. But really, like most things, it's really about how many people are going to see it for the first time. And that's always a great thing. You, you want that cold water to be splashed in people's faces no matter how much. And we got we to gotta find a way to override, got to override the... Um, the Mockingbird class of people. But listen to this. The role that the Intel community, this is the first one up. Role that the Intel community and the Justice Department played in fomenting violence through PSYOPs on January 6th will be exposed. That would be great. That would be wonderful. Perhaps if there are anybody with testicles in the Republican Party that's about to take uh, take uh, the power if you want to call it that would be nice but then again anything that is ex exposed i would love to see i would love to see people's reaction to it and i would love to see people become more disillusioned with government i don't expect the system to actually do anything about it of course the deadly impact of covid vaccines will become undeniable i think we are getting there every day and please tell the people in your life who are still lining up for these fucking things, things, these effing things, very bad, Frank. Tell them to stop. Tell them it's, it's done. It's over. The scope of China's control over the U.S. government will become clearer. We'll see. The true nature of David DePep's relationship with Paul Pelosi will be revealed. Maybe. You know, I w that's something where I wouldn't be surprised, but it's one of those things that it'll happen in the background, and uh, and again, it's just it's just embarrassing. I never saw the entire I never saw the Paul Pelosi thing as anything other than an embarrassment of private behavior that is pro that is obviously the norm over there uh, becoming embarrassingly public. Unless there is some kind of a political blackmail, bigger story arc to this along the way, I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if it came to came to light and just happened in the background or whatever. Uh, we will find out that Trump's purloined Mar-a-Lago files, what they really contained. That'd be nice. We will learn what the Democrats intend to do with Joe Biden and who will be tapped to replace him. No, they just grow a new one. Grow a new one. Jill, the funeral director, will still be there. Just grow a new Joe, and and uh, and Jill will take over. We will discover the truth about the U.S.-Ukrainian partnership to research and develop bioweapons, and hopefully, we just further discover the truth about U.S.-Ukrainian partnership to, I mean, 
it's the U.S. that started this war. That'd be great. If we can just pull out the rug on the whole proxy thing and... But... The left's plans to normalize and mainstream pedophilia will come to fruition. If not this year, I mean, it, it's on the way. That, that, that's no reason why they're, they're doing the whole frog boiling slowly in the pot thing. That's where we're going. And it happened so quickly, too, huh? Think about how quickly. You know, I have plenty of gay friends and gay family who just c- couldn't stand any, any bit about the, the very public... Yeah, you know, gay marriage fights and, and, and begging the Supreme Court to over, especially friends and family, gay or straight, who understand what federalism is and how they're using carrot and the stick to get certain uh, special interest groups to go and throw down and make a big fuss about things that really ultimately lead to changes in the way that we do things in the United States, completely un- without amending anything or in an unconstitutional way, but just through precedent how it hurts us all in the end that all of a sudden we are just beholden to the whims of nine looney tunes in uh, in in black robes uh, a president and his phone and that's it that's it the phone and the pen as barack obama said and the courts will take care of the rest what the hell is there's no representation there so yeah but it's crazy there too i know so many people who said oh this is gonna be bad for the country well think about this in the time it took what is it 10 15 years what 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 was the the supreme court uh, ruling on gay marriage 2015 that everybody's like oh just stop if you don't want if you don't like gay gay marriage then just don't get gay married where do we go from there and I'm talking about the corporate interests who are sponsoring and plugging this stuff along. What did they have in mind for the future? Okay, because I know I know that they do not represent the lot of gay men and women who just want to, you know, kind of slink into the background of life and 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 live like everybody else and not be made an issue of their presence or 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 have all this undue attention come down. What have we done? Everybody says, oh, don't worry anything about it. Those same corporate interests. Only a few years later, we had uh, Desmond is Amazing, nine-year-old boys in drag on Good Morning America with Michael Strahan. Think about how quickly. And now we have all these these little boys being encouraged to cut their peckers off. In what, 12 years? So again, again. They put human shields up in front of you, uh, in front of them, and they want you to step on a landmine. They want you to step into some kind of booby trap so they can call you phobic or isist, ist, phobic, whatever the hell it is. You... But time marches on, and that's definitely where we're heading because it's been accelerating in a very short period of time. The World Economic Forum will lead the way in trying to turn humans into glorified Matrix-styles batteries. Well, we just got that article about how we're, it's not too far off that there could be baby factories, that 30,000 babies a year can be pumped out in assembly line fashion just out of Brave New World. So why not keep those babies in pods and just harvest the battery, the, the battery power that could be, that could be uh, leached off of their normal bodily functions? As the relationship between big tech and spy agencies become clearer, we will learn about our personal devices, our tracking, our every move. And you know, things like this is why I wanted to talk about the Andrew Tate timeline. Um, 
I wanted to talk about the Andrew Tate timeline of events because I think it's important, much like the Kanye West thing, though. Much like the Kanye West thing, it's not about whether you trust this man or another man, or are you willing to follow this man or that woman? Are you willing to follow and trust a person? It's not about that. And it's certainly not because Andrew Tate was breaking any new ground uh, with what he was talking about, but because the groundswell of perfectly chaotic conditions gave a person like Andrew Tate, or in, in, in many ways, our next guest, uh, King Bao, more attention than most people could handle, and he used it to bring fundamental concepts about how the world was working to a large audience of young men and women who had never heard it before. That's big. And that in itself elicits very interesting responses from the Agent Smiths of the Matrix. Now, whether those responses are part of some kind of a pre-planned Hegelian dialectic or if it's part of an authentic reaction to preserve power, it still all verifies for the public or for anyone who is willing to see it that there is an invisible hand in all of this stuff and it's becoming harder and harder for that hand to maintain the facade. That's... uh that's the way I like looking at it. And tonight, our returning guest is Joel Bauman. He's a professional MMA athlete who caught a lot of people's attention in 2022 when he delivered some of the best post-fight remarks of all times, uh, calling out Jimmy Kimmel and the rest of the Epstein Island compadres for what they are. Outside of his career in the ring, though, King Bao is a musician and artist and has dedicated his life to eradicating childhood malnourishment. A link to all of his work is in the description of this episode. I want to welcome him aboard tonight. What's going on? Joel, how you doing? Oh, you know, we're just getting this camera right so you guys can see my pretty face. What's yes. going on, brother? It, how are you? Oh, it feel, how's, your, uh, how's your, uh, your New Year's, huh? I don't do any of that shit. No New Year's? Know the gregorian calendar all that you know bullshit that's not when the fucking first of the year is anyways so everybody wants to get distracted so that then the enemy can get fucking ahead and i just keep my head down and fucking focus so i worked on some new music and it's good it's all, all as well that's know? what i like man and like i said next time you're in the new york uh, new york area we got to make some music together oh it's done that's gonna be great so so here's the thing big picture question before we get into the, the the finer focus thing on Andrew Tate and especially how it applies to people like you, um, Friday night we asked the question how many that many others are asking right now, what so-called conspiracy theories will once again be proven as facts of reality in 2023? I would love to know what your answer to that query is. Project Bluebeam, it's already happened. Nice. I mean, if you saw the big... UFO that was over uh, World Casino Resorts in Las Vegas, what was it, like a week ago or two weeks ago? Mm. Um, you know, they're already starting to show their hand there. So um, I think I think that there's going to be Project Bluebeam for sure because that will usher in total control. I talked about that on Eddie Bravo's podcast with Eddie Bravo, how that is the end game. If they do Project Bluebeam, they get the new world order that they want because we'll all have to come together to focus on an extra worldly threat. Um, and then they kind of start just disclosing everything. So is what it is. Oh, and you think that's good? We, we talked a lot about uh, Bluebeam on this show in the past, but we didn't know. I, I thought that they were willing to whip that out in 21. And here we are in 23. You think this might be the year? Oh, well, they had to do the lockdowns. Remember, yeah. they had to they had to get through the lockdowns. They're now talking about climate lockdowns. What more fucking would happen if an outer worldly threat appeared? 
they might have a, a disease. They might have something that we can't even like. They're just going to no. narrative again and just say, oh, these things probably we can't go outside now because we don't want you to contract the, the, the alien virus. Shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? It's all horseshit. So it is what it is. That's what I loved about the, the War of the Worlds. The War of the Worlds, that, it, so it would be an inverse of that where, yeah, we get the invasion one way or another, but it was our diseases that the aliens couldn't handle. That's why they died. But uh, yeah. it, it's going to be inverse now because, of course, we, we, can't even, we can't even overcome our own, uh, our own natural, our own natural uh, habitat anymore. Yeah. Our immune don't work. You know what I'm saying? We got to get all this other shit from the government. Otherwise, you can't be healthy anymore. We got to take what they tell us to. Otherwise, we can't be healthy. You know, even though people might drop dead or have side effects that are terrible for them, we still got to listen to the government. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. We have to have a conversation about extraterrestrial or interdimensional um, uh, neighbors at some point. I would love to know what you're where you're at with all that and how far you go into it. Are, are we part of a galactic uh, galactic community, or is it all interdimensional, layer on top of layers? What do you think? I mean, I I gotta, you know, I don't want to give away my uh, my uh, my position. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm if I'm undercover, I can't necessarily say I'm undercover. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that's, I guess what you're saying, no doubt. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're in. I'm glad we're in with you then. Yeah, <laughs> we need for some, sure. We need okay. some kind of an ally plead, in all this. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Well, about this then, let's let's get into. Um, because Blue Beam, that's big. I have not seen that pop up in any of the top tens. I'm glad you said something that we hadn't seen before. But um, I noticed with the Andrew Tate arrest, it set off a pretty big alarm bell for you because, and I'd have to imagine because you guys have uh, similar archetypes when it comes to how you you live out in the world and and the messages you bring out there. Um, Give us a little of your thoughts when you heard about the arrest and uh, and and whatever details came along with it. Uh, so the first thing that I did is I went on, you know, just Twitter to see what was going on, and I hopped into Twitter Spaces, and that's when I found out that the whole trafficking thing was bullshit because there was someone that was in there that was uh, separated from, like, one division of separation away from Andrew Tate and his team. And this Romanian supposedly, you know, did it was uh, new law, the Romanian law, and he broke it down and said that that wouldn't it couldn't be trafficking because of this reason. So I already knew that was bullshit, and that was the first thing that they were going to try to throw out there. And if he he's obviously let go now, so we know that was horseshit. Um, but for me, the red flag was, bro, if they can arrest him just for no fucking reason, your boy's a target. Okay, everybody else now becomes a target. If they can take Kanye West Bank and supposedly he's gone missing, right? <laughs> that just came out today. That was a headline. Was supposedly Kanye West is missing, and Andrew Tate can just get arrested while he's in another fucking country because someone gives him a call from another country and says, "Hey, investigate this dude." You don't live in a free society anymore. And for me, it's like i have i know i'm on the fucking terror watch list if there's like a global terror watch list just because i've been trying to speak truth and tell people you know that their government you know might be doing some things that's not okay and they look at me like i'm a threat so it's to me if you if you step foot on my door and you tell me that i'm a terrorist or you tell me come with me i just don't want to know how that's going to end because I'm probably not going to go with them. Yeah, <laughs> you understand? I know. Yeah. I personally, 
Because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. You know, I mean, look at what happened. You couldn't even handle Jeffrey Epstein. And now I'm calling out the same people that maybe murk Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. I ain't going with you. <laughs> I know. I know. You weren't able to watch his ass. I ain't going with you. You right. can suck my dick. I'll die at my door and I'll take a couple of you with me. You understand? Fuck you. That it's you know, I, I when it came when it comes to specifically Tate, I you know, I don't know his past. I really didn't look into him a lot, but as you know, the, the nature of the internet these days, when someone reaches a certain level of viral fame, you just keep bumping into them in, in shorts and reels and all that. So I knew that it was only a matter of time before he was going to get flattened in some way because, like I said in the opening, it's not that he was breaking new ground with his message. It's that the message was being reached by young men and millions of them that had never heard it before, namely the nature of the predatory financial system, uh, the media vampirism. You and I spoke about that the last time you were on. The the ability for media to hijack human intention to manufacture a world where masculinity is demonized, where children are undue burdens, where God is erased altogether. But most importantly, as you just said, wanting to be independent from that system is considered terroristic. It's a... Uh, it's a really scary cage once you start realizing you're in it. Can't grow your own food. My products, my supplements that have changed many lives. I just had a woman who was on her and our products can't treat, cure, heal, cure anything. But a woman just got on my product line from a month ago and just got off her second lupus medication. She's been on this shit for a month. One of my fans that just said, hey, do you think this would help? Just take it. Yet now the government could come and say natural supplements that don't get approved by the FDA are fucking, are shut the fuck up. Like, it's just, I don't have time to participate in the illusion anymore because we're, if, if we look at time, we're losing the war. Meaning, I look at it like we're losing. I have to think of it, worst case scenario, just to make sure I stay ahead, right? I would feel that we're losing because not everybody is having these conversations that we're having. Not everybody, it, the enemy is working from outside in. They were able to call somebody and say, go get Andrew Tate after the Greta Thurn Thunberg thing, right? Yep. They were able to call someone. That means that they are so intertwined that that they've come together and they're coordinated. What, what would you do if shit hit the fan right now? I'm sure you have a plan. I have a plan if shit hit the fan too. But until America or Americans or the people that think like us can come together and we have a channel that says, hey, if this shit happens, don't panic. Everybody meet here. Or that's what they don't want. They don't want strategy because they continue to feed people things on the news. And then everybody just gets outraged. And then oh, that's also programming. I hate that. That is also programming where they go. They show you what's happening. They show you everything that's fucked up. Died suddenly could come out. All these, you know, they, they can they can say, oh, Wuhan lab actually was the virus. That's where the virus was. It came out of the Wuhan. They can say all that. And people won't rip the people out of power from, from the government right now. They won't do another Brazil. They they made January 6th a very, they used that for a reason. Because they were going to hit you with more shit that you wanted to uprise against. But now you can't because you're afraid. Because if you do, you're going to get punished. Suck my dick. I don't give a fuck. That, and that's why if it happens, if it happens where they come for me, you know why? Because I don't care. And I'm going to build, I'm building a system of change right now that will allow people freedom. 
I'm talking, I know freedom, sovereignty. That's what we need. We need to create systems of change that allow people to actually create sovereignty off of their own works. And that's where create for you is going to change everything. And if they try to, you know, they murked two crypto billionaires in the last month, they ain't come for me, motherfuckers. Wow. Come for me. So, so that's the other thing. Uh, since you were on, the whole FTX thing happened. Um, uh, since the last time you were on, the first time you were on, the whole FTX thing happened. Uh, what do you say about that? Because, of course, we, I mentioned the predatory financial system. That damn, that same system seeks, not only were they not only were they benefiting from all the laundering that was going on with that stuff, but they're also going to benefit from the black eye that uh, that alternative currencies have gotten from it because now they have new central banking dollars and all that digital stuff that's ready to go. Um, as somebody who believes it's got a, is in the NFT game and is doing all this other um, parallel economy projects, what do you think about that? Money is not evil. Uh, the blockchain is not evil. Uh, a gun is not evil these things can be used to do evil things also it's coordinated you could see how coordinated the ftx thing was the ftx thing happened so that now they can try to usher in more control in a system that they didn't really have all that control in in the first place that's the point it's to usher in control sam bankman free oh he's working with the democratic party no shit oh he's working with all these businesses that are already corrupt no shit ah oh. Well, again, it's just it's now showing the public what it is. But now the public needs new systems of change. Gianni Salvatore and I, for instance, why the fuck would anybody shop at Balenciaga anymore? Why the fuck would anybody shop at Gucci anymore? You want luxury? OK, we'll give you luxury. Gianni Salvatore and I are about to do a line together where we open up 20 percent of our books and it goes back to helping children, eradicating malnutrition, sex trafficking. All of that. We're going to put our fucking money where our mouth is, and we're going to give people an opportunity to participate in systems of change. Create for you will be a system of change that people can actually participate in with from someone that you can trust, from someone that actually gives a fuck about humanity. And if you know my track record, if you know the things that I've done, it's proven. I've helped thousands of people on my product line hear about it, feel better. I've nourished, I've sent over a million servings of nourishment to children through what I do. And we've only begun. It's not, I'm not done until no child dies from malnutrition. And that will happen. And through that alone, I will be a billionaire. Then I'll live off of 1% of my income and show these billionaires how to actually fucking give back to humanity. You understand? Mm. That's the point. This is my grandiose vision. This is my grandiose thing and it will happen starting by march by march we have an event that's going to happen that's going to shake up everything after march i'm one of the biggest content creators on the face of the planet then i start jake paul and we take 50 percent of that and we give it to eradicating childhood malnutrition and it's done it's done we be we're, we're gonna do it man i'm telling you it's, it's gonna be great i believe you i believe so you're working with jake paul would you say no, I'm working with, uh, we will be, trust okay. me. By the end of next year, we, we definitely will be. When everybody sees uh, what we do at this first event, everybody's going to want to participate. Uh, the guest list from the event that we're working on right now is crazy. And we will be starring in that event. So, uh, yeah, man, we're, <laughs> they, I, they don't, they're going to have to come for me quickly if they want to. Because pretty soon I'm going to be unfuckwithable. And that's the point. You gotta build and create systems of change so that you can leverage your time. I have all the time in the world to do this. 
You understand? I have all the time in the world to talk to you because I've built a lifestyle that has allowed me to do that. And I've built influence now that allows people to want to come and watch. Well, that influence influences the currency of the future. And we've now seen through people like Bill Gates, Fauci, the FTX dude, Balenciaga, whoever, all these other industries, Big Pharma, we've seen that these motherfuckers don't give a fuck about us. Now it's time as people to rise up and start participating how we should be participating so that we don't continue to perpetuate the illusions that they want us to live in. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the, the goal and the, the journey that you have plotted for yourself of getting to billion-dollar status and just living off of 1% of what you, use, uh, you, uh, you generate and then doing the rest. Uh, you, I want to live off less than, less than 1%. I want to have so much money that it doesn't even fucking matter that I literally can just donate 99% back into the world. Fuck these motherfuckers, bro. That's not that hard. It wouldn't be that hard to do. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, though, because what we get fed on the, the, the over here at the bottom of the pyramid all the time is that across the board, money is the root of all evil, and the accumulation of it is only a net negative for the world. But, but of course, we're being dictated to by those who have all the money. They want us to believe that money is evil all, but because they don't want anybody else going out and realizing that they could, with, with, some, with some level of uh, responsibility, live a very wealthy, lavish life, but also give much more back to humanity and create an independent system, an independent culture, I should say, not a system, an independent culture of, 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 uh, of support that does not have to go through their coffers and through their laundries in places like Ukraine and FTX and all that stuff. That would be the end of everything for them. You want to hear a crazy conspiracy theory of why I think that the whole uh, Ponzi scheme existed? Mm -hmm. The Ponzi scheme came along to discredit network marketing and being an entrepreneur because entrepreneurs are the ones that decided to fight when all of the COVID shit happened. Entrepreneurs were the first ones screaming, hey, I don't know if this is, uh, you want me to close my business for what? Something with 98%? What? Huh? Why would I do that? That doesn't make any sense. It was business owners because business owners are thinking from free thought. They want to create something out of nothing or a service or a product and give it to the world and give it to humanity that they feel can benefit. So in network marketing, they demonize it. They say, oh, this is a pyramid scheme. Everything else that you participate in reality is a fucking pyramid scheme. Don't discredit industries that try and help people. More millionaires have been created through network marketing than any other industry, and it's not even fucking close. And you want to know why that is? It's because you help people, and then you leverage your time and money. It's just like how YouTube. They, they said, don't do network marketing. Everybody was like, oh, network marketing, pyramid this, pyramid that. And then they made millionaires from fucking YouTube. And you want to know how they did it? People started trading their time and attention for money. Your time is getting converted. Your attention and your energy is getting converted to dollars from somebody else. You don't think that's a fucking pyramid? You don't think everything that you participate in, but you want to know the difference with network marketing and things like social business is that the only way for me to win is for me to help you. When I was a stay-at-home dad, guess who else was a stay-at-home dad? The stay-at-home mom, the mother of my children. You understand? We were able to raise our little ones from home for a while. You understand? Mm -hmm. Because network, because of how many people we helped, 
through our product line. Doesn't that sound like so much better of a system? But they've taught everybody to dog eat dog. It's a dog eat dog world. You open a business over here, I got to open up a business over here, and guess what? We got to compete for we got to compete against each other. And now, if you do better, my business. What the fuck kind of system is that? That's why people have been living in survival. Network marketing was the first time where I started to have time and money, and I was just like, wow. I can do what I want. Now, because of that, I'm able to live the life I live and have done everything that I've done because of the the things that I gained, the knowledge that I gained. I took all my money and I went to the studio and learned how to mix, learn how to produce, learn how to do all of what people see now and appreciate. But at one point in time, when I, I used to be insecure about telling people, I got it through social business. I got it through network marketing because of the demonization of being an entrepreneur and free thinking. And that's what we got to get out of. Andrew Tate is breaking people out of the matrix. I am breaking people out of the matrix. What is the matrix? A system of control. How do you not be controlled? You get fucking money. And you, if you, we've all decided to participate in this reality. If you still pay taxes, you decide to participate in this reality. If you go out and you put gas in your car, you decide to participate in the reality. If you're just going to decide to participate in the reality, why the fuck wouldn't you play all out then? If you know that this is an illusion and money is an illusion, why wouldn't you play all out? Oh, it's because of fears and it's because of insecurities and it's because of bullshit. That has to stop. That has to change. And we need to implement new systems now and go. Yep. Uh, I, I, uh, I also would like to point out there too that the other thing i can't stand is and i've said it, i've talked about this for years but even when you talk about uh, welfare any kind of means tested program that they talk about it's weaponized charity and it's and it, it never never there's no part of the welfare system as we know it today that was ever going to have any kind of popular or positive returns because what is the biggest thing that happens when you are able to be charitable with another human being. They know who to thank. They know who, where it came from. They are appreciative. There's 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 camaraderie that is built there. There is something so much more human in that exchange. And what we have here is this cult. Talk about a pyramid scheme. At least with something that is set up pyramid-wise, where there's a little bit where you know cash goes up and flows back down through you know people just transacting with each other and getting services or products that they want, people getting jobs, people starting the business, whatever the hell it is. At least there's something that trickles down through all through all uh, levels of the uh, of the ladder there. But no. but what again? What the system? only stands by and provides is this holding out your hand you get this faceless loveless check you don't know where it comes from you don't know how the money's created you are just a slave to it and there's no independence and uh and and that's 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 what i love about the, uh about all the things that are happening in parallel economies and of course your passion right here that's something that passion is the thing that is lacking from what the federal government would consider uh, charitable means, and that is uh, welfare. It's the most sterile, uh, disastrous concept that we could have ever adopted, and that's why it was illegal to adopt it, but we did it anyway. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, man, I look at, if I was given the opportunity to do like a one-hour seminar on everything, I would take 30 minutes, and like everybody could watch it, right? And we had millions of people watching. I would literally show people how through network marketing and literally just helping your friends and family hear about something that could benefit them, how they could make six figures in, in, in the next couple months. It's, it wouldn't be hard for everybody to have abundance if they decided to participate in, in that system 
and know how to make it multiply, know how to actually work it. Because a lot of people, they get in business and what happens with 90, 95% of businesses go out of business in what? The first year. 95% of businesses go out of business in the first year. Why? Is it because the business didn't work? Because somebody else could open up a business? No, it's because of the principles that you learn being an entrepreneur. You got to learn not to give a fuck what people think. You got to learn how to control your emotions. You got to learn how to work with someone else when they're objecting to you. I don't have the time. That's an excuse. Shut the fuck up. What do you mean? You don't you 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 work 24 hours a day? Well, I will say this. I will say this. There there are there are just a lot of situations where the things just doesn't pan out. For example, yes. For, yes. for example, yeah. if, if I wanted to go start network marketing, if I wanted to open up a my own uh, account with like Pampered Chef, there's only so many people in my life that are going to want a nonstick uh, frying yes. pan. I mean, you just run out of it. So watch, watch. You're right. Okay, but now if I have a product and I have a service that everybody wants, if I have a product and a service that everybody wants, meaning you have to, that's where network marketing has done a lot of good things. And I'm not saying that every company is, is the godsend because it's not. The reason I'm with my company is because I believe that it is because of the science, because of everything that we've done. Why wouldn't you want to lower the inflammation in your body by 47% in 90 minutes, the inflammatory markers in your body by 47%? See, that makes sense. That's a multi-billion dollar industry. Why would you get into a, why would you get into something and not be able to sell to everyone? You have to make everybody want your product, right? That would make sense. It would make sense to do that. But some people don't have that information. Some people get, they get told something by their friend and they're like, hey, we can make money doing this. So they do it because it's their friend and they trust them. But that might've been a shitty company. You might not have, you might not got the one. You might not got the one that you could literally bring to anybody and say, hey, you should participate in this. Here's why. Because if you participate in this, you're going to get healthier and you're never going to run out of customer base because everybody needs this. Hmm. It's different. It's different, but people don't have that information, so they just get discouraged. They do one thing, it fails, and then they go, oh, that doesn't work. (laughs) I get what you mean there. I get That's not how it works. You just didn't have the information to know better to not do that one, to not do that thing. So that's where it's information, man. That's why suppression. That's why censorship. That's why lock people up. Don't give them a voice. Create a narrative. That's everything that we're talking about. People don't have the information. I just want to give people information so that when they have it, they can better their lives. That's the point. Eric, Andrew Tate, same thing. He gives people information to try and better their lives. I don't want anything else from that. Take my fucking product and show and, and, and prove me right. Prove me right. Because if you prove me right, we give back to humanity. That's it. That's it. And that's the way it should be. That's how people should live their life. If it does what I say it does, you should try it. If it doesn't, I'm just a salesman and I'm just trying to sell you some shit. But I just told you that's not the case. We just just showed you someone's been on it for a month and look what happened. Life-changing results. I've never had a result like this before. Thank you. Of course. You think I'm immoral? You think I'm not going to... Do you realize that Christians and people that are in religion, they will they will hide the truth from other people that they believe in because of what their fucking friends think. That is a lie straight from the pits of hell. 
I refuse to not tell someone about something that could help them. That's the point. Why do you think I'm easily able to fucking talk about child, whatever, whether it's sacrifice or whether it's trafficking? Because I give a fuck about humanity because I know I have solutions to solve problems. I'm not just sitting here speaking bullshit. Andrew Tate has changed millions of people's lives. Good for him. I don't know what the fucking man does in his, in his private life. And at this point, I don't give a fuck because I see what his example is. And now if he did something wrong, if he's trafficked children, if he's trafficked women or whatever, that's a different story. But based off of the example that I've seen of the information that he's offered that has shifted some people's consciousness for better than I see that example. I honor that example because that's what I am. I put it all on the line. People are telling me that they're praying for me. People are telling me, hey, you better be, you better watch out. You better be careful. Of what? And why are you living in a world where you even have to fucking say that? You're participating in an illusion. You're participating in the illusion and you're feeding into it by saying shit like that to me. Thank you for your concern, but fuck you. I don't need that. I don't live in fear. I'm going to stand, I'm going to hold my balls, talk my shit, and make them deal with it. Because when enough people decide to take my product line, when enough people decide to participate and create for you the new model that I'm creating, that's going to give content creators the exclusive rights to their shit to be able to sell directly to fucking whoever. When this happens, nobody's going to be able to say anything. I used to be the crazy guy, bro. I used to be the crazy guy. Everybody's like, he's crazy. Oh, even when I said the herpy thing, he's, his sex life is over. My sex life ain't never been better. Shut the fuck up. You don't have vision. It's not my fault you don't have vision. So watch us change everything, and it's it's done. We need new systems of change. You damn, yeah, you damn right. It's all done. Well, hey, look here. I wanted to get you on for this 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 half hour, just kick off the new year before you go anywhere, please, because I I have your flow your flow link in the description. Um, I can't wait to take the calls afterwards. See what people are thinking. This was a great talk. Let everybody know if you do any streaming. Let everybody know the schedule there. Uh, let everybody uh, obviously the link to all of your nutrition initiatives. That's all in the flow the flow link. But especially, do you have any upcoming fights that we could put on the calendar? January twenty first. No, wait, was it? January 21st. Okay. I'm going to be doing, uh, going to be hopefully live streaming that either off of my platform or we're working with another one. Uh, my platform should be done by the end of the month. I'm thinking in January. That's what the developers are saying. We continue to have to make little shifts and changes as we get more information. Um, but uh, January 21st, I should be fighting Colin Huckbuddy, who is currently the third uh, third ranked middleweight in the nation. And we are fighting for the number one spot in Minnesota because of Minnesota is where I'm originally from. And I want my spot. So uh, once we uh, once we successfully win that, we will be one of the number one recruits and free agents in the world, in the U.S. And uh, we double back with our event in March, which will be uh dropped more than likely this week and we become one of the biggest entertainers on the face of the planet and the race to a billion begins that's it well i'll i'll tell you i'll be watching january 21st king bow joel i can't wait to have you back on the show you've been wonderful tonight and uh, and thank you for everything my man yeah grateful for you man i'll talk to you soon all right later ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen we're gonna be taking your calls you can uh, it's it's the first broadcast night of the year don't go anywhere. We're taking a really quick break. When we come back, your calls, your super chats. I just saw a super chat that came in from uh, Mark Swan. Made me laugh a little bit. Mark Swan says, Frank says, I'm going to watch my language this year. King Bao says, hold my beer. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, children. It's a little bar talk tonight. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. It's going to be a good night. Still is. Always was. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Quite frankly in Roma Italia. Quite frankly. You're going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch, quite frankly, with Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? Welcome back. Yeah, I sent all of Joel's products to, I think it was the, the Alavea. It's all in his links. I sent that over to Jay Gulanello. I wanted to see what he th- thought about it all, too. Haven't spoken with him about it. That was before the holidays started, so I got to talk to him. But I'm always, I was always, I know that he has like a beat supplement. I was thinking about I always want to have a beet supplement cuz I can't I can't eat enough beets to make it a real to make an impact on my life. I can't do it. I like beet. You know there's this one uh this one salad that a local restaurant around here in like Greenwich, Connecticut serves up and it's it's arugula, beets, and they put like two goat cheese blintzes in there and they're really it's really awesome. And I love those beets. But other than that, I just don't, I don't make enough room for beets in my life. So I'd rather just drink something that has a whole bunch of beets in it. All right, let's go into the super chat, see what people are saying. Thank you, Stostube. Stostube just dropped in to say hello. Mark Swan, of course, said what I said before. Watch his language. Nope. Andy Bond says, CERN detecting muons, ghost particles. Well, uh, Andy, you got to send me that link through email. I can't click it, and I wouldn't be able to read through it now anyway. 
Uh, but maybe it's, I'll read through it and maybe we can make it a part of an upcoming show. Thank you so much for that, Andy. Happy New Year. Incompetent Hands says, what was everyone's favorite moment from 2022 and why was it my super chat to Tim Pool back in June? Just kidding. Uh, this Bergen County kid is so grateful to have found, quite frankly, best vibes on the internet. I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying it over there in Bergen. I really am. My best moment from 2022. I don't know. There's a lot of great moments with the baby. A lot of great moments. Just, they're always in there. Favorites? I don't know. I just, I don't know. There, there might have been a few really amazing times and moments I captured in my mind's eye in South Carolina. Maybe in, in the shark tunnel at the the Ripley's Maritime, the Ripley's Aquarium in, in South Carolina with the baby. No. There's some stuff buried in there. It was just, it was just a lot of treading water in 2022. So I'm sorry if something that should be obvious is not slapping me in the face right now. I'm just a little punch drunk still. I'm just holding. It was funny because the, the, the ball came down at midnight and boom it's 2023 and you know me and lauren have a kiss and i you know hug my mom and everybody's walking around the room and hugging each other and and you know we all know what kind of a year it was we all know in that room and i my mom and my father go to hug and i think as my my father is walking away or they're, they're pulling away from each other or something and he almost <laughs> He almost like breaks her nose again. Something happened. I said, "Oh, can you imagine? If you could imagine, if my father at like 12:05 a.m. accidentally broke my mother's nose again just to start the new year off, that would have been not good. Not good for a number of reasons. It wouldn't have been good for my mother having her nose broken. I don't even know how they got tangled up, but it was just like everybody was like, oh, is her is everybody all right?" Everybody's counting all their fingers and toes. Nothing was lost. Everybody was healthy. And, um, oh, you don't want that to happen five minutes into the new year. So we're all walking on eggshells over here. Just a little, little shaken up. Silky Johnson says, Happy New Year, Frank. I like to think I'm pretty aware of how dangerous the jab from our Lord and Savior, the science, is. However... I always want more information. Any sites or resources you can recommend to further read up on? Thank you. You know, as far as sites go, I don't know. There's probably people out there, uh, and probably a lot of them are in the Discord because there's a constant conversation going on in this in the Discord about one thing or another. Doc Keck, that's a guy over there. Maybe he would know. Me, I just follow people like Dr. Peter McCullough. I, it's just a lot of people who I am subscribed to on Twitter. In places like Twitter, Truth Social, Getter, anywhere else I spend any amount of time, I just grab things as I see them, and it's usually coming from individuals. And I don't know if I have anything, anything else, like a, an actual website, I don't know. Number one, if you're starting your new year and you don't have Citizen Free Press as your old drudge substitute then you got to start it's got to start there there's a lot more citizen free press number one as far as a news amalgamator because drudge is 
absolutely useless. Useless. I don't even go there anymore to find like fringe, kooky things anymore. There's nothing on there. First of all, the entire website is half a page now. It's all gone. And it's all from CBS. Nick in Chicago says, Happy New Year to Frank and all the Franklies. Sent you an email to let you know how much you mean to many families out here. Well, I'm, I appreciate you, you Nick. I'm sure I have seen it because I spent a lot of time in those inboxes. Um, a lot of time. I also want to just thank, you know, over the, speaking of inboxes, over the weekend, I had a friend of the show, loyal viewer of the show for many years, who does really great video editing work for a very recognizable name in new media, especially on YouTube. Everybody would know them. Uh, he got in touch with me and he's telling me the important, Frank, the importance. If you're going to come into the new year, if there's anything that you need to concentrate on, it is making sure that people are liking the streams on YouTube, the Rumble Plus button on Rumble. It is so huge. It cannot be minimized as far as what it does to suggest the stream to people, especially to other subscribers. So... I, I'm going to be reminding you guys and gals, and we have wonderful mods that are going to be wonderful, uh, uh, very, very uh, persistent in just putting the reminder out there. As soon as you come to the stream, just hit the like button, and that helps out in a, in a huge way. And we're going to see what that can do to perhaps by the end of this month, maybe we can actually hit 100,000 subscribers. We've been sitting at 96,000 for over, I don't know, close to a year. We don't move. We retain, we maintain, but we don't move. Maybe this can actually make a difference. You just don't know. All right. Uh, over on to Rockfin. Everybody's hanging out, having a good time. I want to thank Citizen Chuck on Rumble. Happy New Year, Frank. Best to you and yours. Oh, same to you, Chuck. It's great to have to, have, to see you now in the new year. All right. One other thing, and then we'll take some calls. I was thinking about this over over the break, the short break that it is. And January 21st, we got to make sure that we watch that that fight together. We have to do that. But just thinking about what we expect from the system and proactive, individualized approaches to uh, how we help out people in need, how we help out each other. Um, how we can just stay in constant in touch just to know that we're out there just to know that we're, we're you're not alone to not let any of this divisive um, depressing signal that is constantly beating us out there just beating us browbeating us until we will we actually really believe that the world is full of hate the world is an ugly place there's nothing there's nothing Nothing going on there except battles that need to be fought. Battles that need to be fought. Well, I was thinking about The Godfather a little bit. Because this is the time of year I start watching Godfather 1, 2. And I even sprinkle Godfather 3 in there every once in a while. And you know, one of the main themes of The Godfather, um, especially when Francis Ford Coppola set out to adapt it for screen, was... And this is why he, he led off the entire movie, Godfather 1. 
He let off the movie with Bonacera, The Undertaker, Amerigo Bonacera. And the first thing that Bonacera says is, I believe in America. He's there in the Don's office as the wedding is going on in the background. And he's talking. He goes on this he goes on this this story about he how America was where he built his fortune, where he raised his daughter, and where he cultivated this belief that your country should be able to afford you the protection, you know, to be an arbiter of justice and to be uh, to be able to protect your honor as well. That that's really what you thought the the country was all about, and it was only when his daughter was beaten and raped by two American boys that, and he had his day in court and the judge suspended the sentence, the sentences of his daughter's attackers and both of them smiled at Bonacera and he said for justice we must go to Don Corleone we must go to Don Vito well we are all Amerigo Bonacera over the last seven years especially now, the more you dig, the more you realize it's been pretty bad for a while. But we have had, up until recently, distractions that we could go to. Comfortable places that we can go to. To just kind of hide ourselves away. And we also had these ideals. These ideals in our heads and our hearts about things. Like when I, listen, when I turned into, tuned into sports talk radio in New York every once in a while when I'm in the car. I'll hear these guys that, you know, they're doing what they love. But man, oh man, when they try to step outside of that lane and talk about anything other than somebody's, you know, uh, uh, completion statistics or, or you know, yards after catch or whatever the hell it is, batting average, war, ERAs, it, they know every decimal point what's going on with a guy coming out of the bullpen for the Cincinnati Reds and how they are in the red zone over there at well, the Washington Pig Stadium, whatever the hell it is. They know all of that stuff. But when it comes to assessing the culture and assessing where we are and what are what the geopolitical and even psychological makeup of the country is that contributes to even things that are going on on the field and in the front office of certain uh, or sports organizations that they have to try to break down and lay commentary on they're useless they're they're absolutely useless and I, I i get i get particularly discomforted when i hear these guys i won't even name their names because they're i don't believe that they're bad guys they're just ignorant when they'll say things like yeah times are bad but we're americans we pull through it's like you you dummy you dummy you think you think you think that that is that lends itself to this this thought that we're in a situation that's just like the the normal ebb and flow of there's nothing else going on there, you know, and and just by merit of being born in this country, we're go we are destined to pull through something that there's not a, a greater deeper understanding of what's going on around us and a very specific prescribed action that is probably necessary. Other than just being, I was born in America, therefore we kick ass. That bullshit, that is just so sad. That's so sad. Um, that's just... Those are the kinds of ideals 
and those distractions, those petty distractions we used to wrap ourselves up in, like an old comfortable blanket that just don't, it's just not there anymore. And a lot of people are still stuck there. Many more people than you think. You can't, uh, that's, that's a, you have to come to terms with that. But we are all the Bonaceras from the last seven years, especially. And now we all have, all we have are sneering, smiling people who don't care if they, if we think or know that they're devils. You know, the, the, the two American boys that attacked Bonacera's daughter in The Godfather, that's Peter Strzok, who sneers at you and, 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 and jiggles his shoulders and <laughs> in the courtroom. That's, that's, that's what they are. They don't care that we know that they're devils. And that's why um, in the movie, the main message is that people must rely on family for what America fails to provide in the movie. You know, and this is a, a narrative that goes back decades, that particular film. In The Godfather's case, it's th that family was Don Vito's family. But who do we go to? Certainly not the mob. I mean, they've long since been neutered by the bigger, deadlier gang in Washington. And um, who hasn't been destroyed has been completely co-opted. And everybody else are just pimps now. But um, that's really the case. Well, I think that our guest tonight... That's definitely somebody with a passion for helping people outside of the guise of that system, whether it be whether it be food or anything else. A little, little bit of daily motivation even goes a very long way. I'd love to hear what you guys and gals have been thinking throughout this, this episode so far. So I implore you, give this a nice like. Give it a rumble plus. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. Your calls and a little bit more. Don't go anywhere. Former President Trump incited an erection. He uh, worked to incite an erection. There is no comparison to inciting an erection. Uh, into inciting an erection. They feel the president has incited an erection. For inciting the erection. Incited the erection. Someone who just incited an erection. Did incite an erection on the Capitol. For inciting that deadly erection. Hey, you know that's illegal, right? What? A grown man holding a little boy's penis? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Got him. Watches the podcast called, quite frankly, hits more home runs than a New York Yankee. It'll make you grin unlike a bank fee, just as cozy as a nighttime blankie. Number one, not two, like Mr. Hanky. It can get spooky like spies at Langley. And if you go and watch, you just might thank me. Dread like Bob, so rock steady. But no spaghetti with meat sauce, maybe salads with one toss. No bread, up the sorrow, cause I'm afraid to see tomorrow. It's religion, never suspicious, but too delicious for the tongue. See the lungs breathe the natural high, just like the shirts are so lovely. So ask Marco Polo, and I never go solo. Because I roll with the crew that keep the funk flows on. That make you dance until the sisters take glance. I hope you find romance.
Yeah. All right. Welcome back, my friends. New generation of talk radio. Talk radio. I have been reading a little bit more on ham radio. I got a lot of great response from the last things that I brought up on the show last week before our departure for the weekend. And what I loved the most was this one response that I got from somebody. Um, I from somebody who kept describing it as the sport of of ham radio, and I've really enjoyed it because I can see how it would be a sport. For example, my buddy Mike, who sits in over here on Saturday nights from time to time, Petey Face, one of my one of my I mean he's my closest friend, and we founded this studio together with my brother Anthony. And he, his father used to do competitive pigeon, like homing pigeon races. I, and so we knew all about that. We knew how dedicated people were to that. And we knew the prize money that was done to that. I can definitely see how that is a sport. You got to train these pigeons how to go to certain places and come back and they can do it in a certain amount of time. We're talking about cash prizes like over $10,000 a race. And that was just, and he used to run all that stuff out of a coop in his backyard. He used to call it the coop. And then when, uh, the, uh, very clever. And um, so, I mean, I wouldn't get into pigeons because I don't want to have to clean up shit and I don't have to, well, I don't have to wring their necks whenever they're sick and dying and all that. But ham radio... I can also see how that is a sport too. Antenna placement, different types of things that you add to your 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 get up there, different meters, different boosters. Um, trying to see how far you can get. Is that really the the aim of it? How far you can talk to somebody clearly? At that point, if you're in another another country, you're you're talking to somebody who doesn't speak your language. But there's got to be. I got to know the the aim for the sport aspect of ham radio and we'll get into that sometime soon i have another thing over here i'm going to take some calls for people from people i have another thing over here that we can get to tonight it's only 8 25 we're going to be on until about you know about nine o'clock so i had this thread that i thought would be nice because over the weekend i'm sure everybody got together and had some food and i started thinking about different strange personal food preferences and combinations that you guys and ladies out there in the chat and in the in the audience at large may go and uh, indulge in for example and these are two real examples from my life not for me but two real examples i have collected personally from other people mayonnaise in coffee did you know about this did you hear about this Another one, this comes a uh, secondary source. This came from my father about someone we know, a person who is very, and, uh, and they put ketchup in their salad. Like think about a house salad at a diner or something like that. Put ketchup on the romaine or the iceberg lettuce. It is just not right. It's not right. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a, a an offense worthy of being arrested. Let's take a call. Nine oh four. You're on the air. Who dis? 
This is James Fry from Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, what's going on, James? What's up, man? How you been? I'm doing all right. How's everything with you? I'm doing good, man. It's good to hear your voice, right? Great. I'm happy. I'm happy to bring you some joy tonight. So, what do you got for me, brother? You doing good? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, no, no, no complaints. The year is young. Okay. Is this Frank? Yeah. Yes, it is. What's up, man? man. That, that would sound quite like you, but it's okay. It's I know. Right. That's what happens on the on the phone. Sometimes the you come out sounding it a little is. bit more distorted on the other end. Yes, it do. Anyways, man, I had a great day today. It's been a great beginning of a new year. What'd you do? Well, uh, last Thursday, I had an old guitar player friend of mine and his wife, who was very rich. He said, hey, man, I got a side job. When can you get to it? I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm pretty busy. And then we had a job canceled, and we picked it up, and it's a $10,000 job. And, uh, we're about to get that thing done tomorrow, and it's going to be nice. Oh, wait, is this James the drummer? Yes, it is, buddy. How are you, man? Well, there you go, doing well. Well, listen, from your cut of that 10000 you can definitely get a couple of new uh, Turkmaster cymbals for yourself. Actually, I don't play those. I play Pisces. Oh, you do? Okay. I I haven't played. I don't. That, we're, we're doing so good down here in the South. Dude, dude. The winter came last week. It got down to 22 degrees in Jacksonville, Florida, brother. 22, huh? Oh, that was cold. I mean, the people don't, I mean, the plants and the pets and the pipes don't freak out, but the people do. I know. I know. When, well, 20. When it gets down to 22 degrees in the south, it's like, burr. I would freak out too if I if I moved down to Florida and that kind of cold followed me down there because that's the, that's the kind of stuff that uh, I'm not necessarily a big fan of up here. Although I like being inside when it's 20 degrees outside because then I'm I'm not uh, I'm not I don't feel guilty for not being outside. Hey, trust me, being a blue collar worker, I love being outside working, and the weather's nice, it's beautiful, but it's so funny. When the humidity comes back and you got your windows open and you're giving your AC and your electric bill a, a break, but the humidity gets up to 80%, all of a sudden, and your floors are so slick from humidity, you can't even walk on them. I know. I don't. That's one thing I don't like about uh, about the South. When I, when we go down either to Carolinas or for Florida, there's just a lot. Getting the dampness out of the air, you can make it cool, but sometimes uh, it's very cool and damp inside. Let me ask you something. One last question before I take another call. Uh, around you, what is the 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 craziest the craziest kind of uh, pest problem that you have? Are they palmetto bugs? Is it uh, is it the lizards? Is it vomiting vultures? Is it the horny peacocks? Horny peacocks. I've never, you know what? That'd make a great name for a punk band, the horny peacocks. The horny peacocks. It would be, actually, yes. I mean, I mean come on. You got all the colors of the rainbow, the horny peacocks. You don't know who's LGBTQP, whatever. Oh, it's, it's very inclusive. Yeah. It's very inclusive. But no, these damn little green lizards are your best friend in the South. They eat all your bugs in the house. You know? It's not not the humidity that kills us here in Jacksonville. It's the stupidity. Okay. There you have it. James, thank you for the the call. 
Merry, Merry Christmas. Yes. We love you and Happy New Year, my friend. I love watching you every night, my friend. I love you, man. Thank you, sir. And and, and uh, enjoy yes, enjoy the rest of your beginning of your new year. Sounds like it's going well. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Bye. Bye. Take care. We have come up with so many great band names over the years. I hope that there's a couple. Did any of you out there actually go start a band and, and call them anything? We've made some great band names. The, like names of bands that I would pick up demos from just because I think the band names are so awesome. You might get into the car and be like, this, this is shit. But sometimes a band's name is so good that you got to take a try. The Horny Peacocks, I would definitely take a listen to. 218, you're on the air. Who dis? It's Travis. Travis, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm not bad. How are you doing? Uh, not bad. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just got to wonder. Um, all the all the hopium that everybody's playing, you got it. A lot of other people that I listen to got it, too. Do you think that it's just a a reason for us patriotic people to stand still and not do nothing and focus on the hopium and not do nothing what hopium because but uh you you said that we we militaries the, the, the hopium like we're like uh, uh what what exactly are you, are you saying like military is going to come Oh. And, well. and save save everybody, and all this is going to happen. Just keep watching this. I but, I don't I don't, I don't know, know why. It's it. I don't know why anybody would think that. I really don't know, especially at this point. How many how many so and so is going to cross the Rubicon moments? It only it should only take one or two letdowns for you to realize that there is nobody that's going to come save you in the military. That's why we keep saying if there's anybody in the military that is that is. Uh, that still, you know, knows why they're serving and knows knows the country that they meant to serve. That whenever their time comes to get the hell on out, come home and stay home and defend your family where you can you can best serve them. Because uh, I I do not expect anything anything very uh, revolutionary coming out of coming out of there. And no, I don't I don't I skip right over everybody's uh, President Trump restoration theories and all. I, I skip over all that stuff, my friend. So I, it's really right. just something you gotta, you just gotta let people go through the motions, um, and and they'll they'll realize that that the reality is a little bit more stark than than that. No, I I gotta agree, but it's almost to the point where do you take it to the streets or what? I don't know. I I'm not one. And, and thanks for the call. When it comes to taking to the streets, what did uh? What did King Bao just talk about as far as how they even cornered you in that respect? You know, we were leading up to January 6th. Everybody tends to forget that there was two almost just as big rallies in in Washington, D.C. prior to January 6th. There was, I don't know, there was like a November one. There was an early December one or something like that. And then there was January 6th. So we were getting very, very, very visible. They were, they were no bullshit Joe Biden 
rallies where you have three people in 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 uh and a couple of rented Jeeps honking their horns. It was not bullshit. It was an actual physical showing up. You had the the long lines of the, the caravans in the desert. You had all of those boat parades all over the place. Even if it wasn't a, even if it was just ponds and lakes, whatever the hell, everybody got their, anything that was floating, they were out there showing that, yes, there is a, a physical presence here. And then they put the squeeze on everybody. And the feds are still hunting down hundreds of people who may have had an exposed face on the campus of the Capitol while they are, you know, squatting on top of people like Ray Epps and saying that you can't talk about this guy who is, by their definition, just as much of a terrorist, if not more, than everybody else because he's doing his brave heart speeches and all that other shit. But we can't talk about him. And he's on the up and up. And all and the crying Adam Kinzingers and all that are coming out there to 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 make sure that he's all roped off and nobody. So it's very hard. You say, well, we take to the streets, okay? And then what? You gotta look. We have to go further inward. That's the only thing I can come up with. It's the only thing I can think of. Further inward, and you have to think about what is going on in your area. You have to go and you have to reestablish ties with your friends and your family. You have to be able to get strong with them again somehow. If your relationships have been fractured in some way, work on rebuilding that. Find a more diplomatic way of getting through to people. I don't know how you can do it. But those are the battles I believe are most important. Because, you know, uh, if, you can, if you can just reestablish ties with people, maybe, maybe there's one less person that will rat you out for one Soviet reason or another, whenever the time comes. I don't know. Maybe that's the biggest thing that people should be doing. You wonder, where can I be? Well, if you have the means of relocating to a a saner part of the country with a much more healthy culture, or even a, a saner part of your state with a better neighborhood, do that. And then you have to start getting to know who your local representatives are and what's going on in your towns, villages, and cities. That's number one. Always remember, always remember that in this country, everything is supposed to flow from the bottom up. That is, that's the only way it's supposed to be. So I, um, I, I urge you to just start taking note of what's going on around you that you may have been derelict in addressing in years past. I'm in a unfortunate situation where even though I know what's going on, uh, I am ultimately squelched out and uh, I, I do what I, whatever, whatever I can short of going to town hall meetings and, and, uh, and really putting a target on my back, which I wonder, is it worthy? Or maybe I just once again plan my exit, a slow exit, but an, an exit nonetheless. It's things like that. So I would say instead of going out into the streets and running right into a uh, a Fed post, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like Fed posting. Some Fed shows up and says, you know, we could take to the streets. Yeah, sure. Then you, you, you all just run right into a trap. What can you be most efficient with? I think winning back over some ground with people in your life, that would be a wonderful place to start without uh, without losing it all. For what? For what? 
to try to affect system to af- try to affect change at a level of the system that is irreparable and that really is um, so easily neutered if we get all of our local affairs in order. The the power of the federal government is really just an illusion because far too many people still believe in its legitimacy. So it's really about awakening and all of a sudden it goes it disappears which again is relative is is obvious in so much that we're looking at i i know that 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 is a tired kind of um outlook for a lot of people there too that the propaganda and the lies and the media uh you know the the outrageous behavior coming from the media and the government alike uh, would not be necessary if people were docile and believing in the status quo and we're not we're not being becoming more and more difficult to manage. It's just not the case. It's still a wonderful indication of where we are headed. Now, uh, that and, and and that does not mean that we are the the vast majority, but you don't need a vast majority to affect change. one to three percent. One to three percent, you want to talk about that hundredth monkey. So, yeah, I'm not one that's going to ever tell you, get into the streets now. I think that we need to go inward a little bit more and uh, and clean up shit in the basement. Basement's got to be cleaned. Got to get a, a dehumidifier in there, down there. Got to, got to get the asbestos off of the pipes. That's exactly what we need. All right, 914-595-6953. Let's take another call. Truth Quest, what's going on, Aaron? Hey, Frank. Thanks for taking my call. Happy New Year. Enjoying your show. Great show you always have. Thank you. Hey, uh, I had a a great name for a band. You know, it's a a yellow road sign that says Loose Rock. Loose Rock? Yeah, and it's a road sign, like, where where rocks could be falling. Yeah, like Fallen Rock Zone. Yeah. Loose Rock. Do you play an instrument? Well, I, I I had a drum set a long time ago, and I played a little bit of guitar, and even played violin, but none of them really that good. I also do Elvis shows. I, I sing, so there's you're, that. You're an Elvis impersonator? Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course. How the hell am I supposed to know? <laughs> Jeez. I don't well, you Somebody got, had to do it. Well, you've got to call in one. Can you sing us a little something or talk like Elvis? Like, what, what's give us a little bit of filler in between songs right now? You know I can live out. There's no morning long. If you can't come around, at least please tell me more. I don't be cruel. There you go. How's that? I liked it. I, I was. I, I thought you were going to keep going. I actually just. I just slipped right into a chill zone, and uh, my my whole night turned around in, in ten seconds. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, a, a friend of mine, a couple friends of mine, had a band in high school, and I think they only played once for the uh, for the talent show. <clears throat> and I worked at a grocery store, and they named their band Homegrown. And at the grocery store, we had these fluorescent orange stickers that said homegrown. We stuck them all over the school. When they finally came on, they were like rock stars. It was pretty cool. Hmm. I like that a Back lot. Back in 19, well, for, 1980. That was in high school? Like that. 1980, yeah. Okay. Well, I was in, I would uh, I would arrive on the scene five years later, and I'd join you on that journey 
five years later, Aaron. Took me a little bit of time to catch up, but I'm glad that we did now. And thanks for the call, buddy. Awesome. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, buddy. Thanks. Take, Bye. Take care. Now I'm thinking about Elvis Presley, like a couple of days before he died, that last performance when he was playing Unchained Melody, um, which is, I think, is just so brilliant and also so sad at the same time because of, I mean, you're, you're essentially watching a dying man empty the tank. Elvis Presley, Unchained Melody. Where is he? Yeah, I think this is it. Thank you very much, Sergeant. He's very, very bloated, uh, very unhealthy. God nuts I love I love this performance it's a great performance she doesn't care how fat he is she don't care <laughs> Sweat all over me, Elvis. All right, let's take another call. Dragon Sage Craig, what's going on, Dragon? Hey, Frank, can you hear me okay? I can hear you well. How are you? Great, brother. Wow. I can't believe I got through. I've been trying for half an hour. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad you got through. Happy New Year. Tell me what you got in your mind. Well... I'm just sitting in my backyard looking at the moon with the fire with the kitty cat here. And uh, you were talking about band names. That's a cool subject. Um, I, have, I have a cool band here in southern Ontario that is called Sex Witch. S-E-X-W-Y-C-H. At, at Google.com. If you, if you email that sexwitch at google.com or gmail.com whatever it is sexwish okay uh, we yeah we can send you some music uh we just finished our album we just finished our first album our only album uh it took us the last three four years to make it as far as writing all the songs and then recording it all and mastering it working to pay for it all ourselves so we're, uh, well, we're album, and now we don't know what to do with it. Right, well, I, I, that, that's always the key. That's always the key afterwards. What do you do with the album? Do you have a, used to be in the day when you put out a demo or an EP or, my gosh, an LP, you would put together a big CD release party and you'd have all your, you have a couple yeah. of your closest friends bands open up and you, you spend about two or three weeks promoting the hell out of it. And you don't book any other yeah. uh, any other gigs because you don't want anybody else going anywhere except the CD release party, and that was it. I don't know what you do now um, right. because the, the well, let, so let, far the only the only real thing we've done with it is is 
we've loaned it to Bill Miller Flip, uh, who's a, a YouTube video maker. He makes great uh, old world Antiquatech videos, and we've given him the rights to all the music to use in his videos so far, and he's used a little bit of it, but uh, we're excited that the album's done that. And hopefully now we can get it pushed out to a few places where we can get it well, played. I don't know if you guys are... If you want to play some of the music, that uh, I'll send it to you, Frank. And if you want to play, well, send me, send me the send me the send me the music. I don't. I I haven't really done any, uh, you know, uh, uh, showcasing of music on the seven o'clock show. But I'll uh, I'll I'll pass it along to Abe or something like that. And and maybe if we do some kind of a a music night on like on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're thinking about things that we can do. Maybe we can do some music blocks. Who knows? But send it on over. And Craig, happy New Year to you, and congratulations to the That'd band. Be awesome. Yeah, maybe James can send his band in, and all the listeners can send their music in that they make, and uh, you can showcase the people that listen to your show's music. Oh yeah, alongside yours. That that That's would cool. that would yeah. be nice. All right, Craig. Happy New Year. Right I apologize to everybody in chat for not being around lately. I'm not doing the chat thing this year. I'm taking a I'm taking a break from everything. I'm just taking a year off social media, so this is the only thing I'll do. I'll lurk and I'll call in. Lurking and calling. Hey, you know Thanks, what? Frank. That that makes me feel very cozy inside, Craig, because that means that there are some people that are taking the classic radio route. It's just you in whatever setting, driving on the back porch, the front porch, the living room, wherever the hell you are, you listening to a broadcast, it's just the voice on the other end, and uh, and a phone if you want to take your shot getting on the air, which was always a crapshoot, no matter what era of, of radio you're talking about. So I like that. I'm down with that. No doubt. Okay, you want to hear a couple of weird, strange food preferences? I, I, I'm going to put this out there because we won't do all of it right now because we only have a 15 minutes or so left, but it's stuck to the top of the forum on quitefrankly.tv. It's called Strange Personal Food Preferences Hacks and Combinations. So you have more than enough time. There's two pages worth of, of en entries right there. Go ahead and do it. Here's a, a little bit of what's in there. Frank and Jim Zell, I don't know which one it was, said salt and pepper on French toast, which doesn't sound bad. But is that with salt, salt and pepper? Do you still do the butter and and the and the syrup? But salt and pepper on French toast doesn't sound bad. I would I would try that. Uh, kayak dog says mustard and onions sautéed in butter on grilled cheese. Mustard and onions sautéed in butter on grilled cheese. I'm trying to imagine that. Uh, is it yellow mustard? Because yellow mustard on anything ruins it. The browner and the spicier the mustard, the better. Here's another one just from the Twitter thread of this. Oh, here's a yellow mustard entry. Fiery but mostly peaceful says, yellow mustard on cheese steak, hold the cheese. So just yellow mustard on steak? That's what you're telling me? Hey, I'm not here to judge. Yes, I am. I just wanted to see what people's weirdness is. What is this? Somebody else put this in here. Ken Curtis put this into the the, the comments. It's a jar called Clamonaise. Delicious tangy mayonnaise made with real clams. 
<laughs> oh, and what are you doing? Are you eating that right out with a spoon? Or you've, what is it? That's what I want to know. Let's take a call. Uh, let's take a call from this Scottish guy we know, Jerry Coogan. What's going on, Jerry? Well, guess what? It's the future here. This is the 3rd of January. Third. The 3rd of January. So you're way behind. So how is it? How is it over here? It's uh, it's snowing. It's miserable. <laughs> it's socialist Scotland, and it's uh, it's not particularly positive. <laughs> but what the heck? We yeah. press on. We press on, and uh, we don't give up. You're talking there about band names. Yeah. Uh, I remember back in the seventies when the punk thing was big. In Britain, we had uh, Dickie Hart and the Cardiac Arrests. I quite like that. Wow, I like that. And there was a <laughs> and there was a band called <clears throat> Johnny and the Self Abusers. Have you heard of them? No, no. But I, I'm, I'm looking up. I'm looking up Dickie Hart and the Cardiac Arrests. These were just like one, fifteen minutes of fame bands. There were like thousands of bands that were coming out all the time. Uh, they would go out there, thrash out their one tune and uh, get 15 minutes of notoriety and then you moved on. But Johnny and the Self-Abusers nearly had a hit and uh, it was decided that they had potential so they changed their name and they changed their name to The Simple Minds. I, oh, I, oh, I can't find anything up here. I can't first the, the Dickie Hart and the cardiac arrest. They do not. It does not show up anywhere. Um, but 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 the the well, I should the, the simple minds. Simple minds used to be Johnny and the self abusers. That's what they started out as. Uh, you know what? what even, I, I shouldn't even be looking for this stuff because it's probably not going to pop up. You're talking about obscure obscure Scottish punk bands from the '70s that never actually really made it. Well, the Simple Minds became very, very big. They still are, actually. They've sold a hundred million records. Oh shit! Okay, well, I never listen. I never listened to them. the Simple Minds. Yeah. Let's see which ones. Don't you, oh, don't you forget about me? About oh my God! Yeah, no, I've heard yeah. about them, of course. Yeah. yeah. Those wonderful Scots. So much. So much. So there we are. I just thought I'd throw that one in there that uh, I don't think many people would think of the Simple. Minds has been joining the self abusers. What about what about Toto? Do you like Toto? Somebody mentioned I was playing a gig the other night there, and somebody there was a couple of Americans in the bar, and they said, "Can you do uh, any Toto?" And I thought they're a good band, so I managed to scrape my way through Rosanna, which I don't know how I remembered it because it's, you know I don't listen to them, but I thought that's a good. And so was Africa. I remember Africa. I could possibly have done that one if I had the words. Um, and I think I'll have to have a wee listen to them in a bit more depth. I was kind of aware of them, you know, you would hear songs on the radio. I'm quite good that way. If I hear a song on the radio five or six times and I have to fake it, I can generally do a version on the piano. What about Tears but, for uh, Fears? Eh? Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears were an excellent band for about three years and... Uh, I actually do a few of their songs. If somebody mentions them, I do um, 
everybody wants to watch the world. Everybody wants to rule the world. You know that song. You know, Jerry, that song in particular. I, I I've always known that song, but I think it was about a year and a half ago or two years ago that I actually read the lyrics of that song for some reason. Maybe I stumbled upon a lyric video. And I was like, damn, this is deep. Yeah, it's some great stuff. Um, uh, sowing the seeds of love was another one that they had, and it was it was excellent. Sowing the seeds of very very Beatly. It was it was like it was a sort of song that you could imagine the Beatles might have done if they just got together for an afternoon once in the eighties. Um, sowing the seeds of love. What was the other one? Uh, wild wild. You ever play? Yeah, uh, you ever play any Meshuggah? Nope. No. Nope. Very. Nope, don't know them. Love. Very lovely band. Yeah, I mean, there's, there used to be an awful lot of great tunes, and it's, it's quite interesting because I find that uh, a lot of the tunes that I just think of as being universal are actually just British hits, you know. Um, uh, even McCartney tunes that that, that, are, that are monsters over here. Um, but are unknown in America. Tunes like Mull of Kintyre, which is the biggest selling British single of all time, apart from uh, apart from charity records. Uh, um, but uh, I don't think it was even released in America because it's a kind of a Scottish thing, you know. Mm. And and then we have all the Christmas tunes just come out at Christmas there. I was very aware of the fact that we've got a, a very different Christmas song tradition over here in Britain. From what you have in the states, and uh, I like Christmas because you get a chance to sing some of these great tunes, for but only for about two weeks, you know. And then I know, for I know. The it, I always said it doesn't matter it does, whether whether you're a Christian or not. I really do believe that, especially a lot of the classic Christmas tunes. They're some of the most beautiful pieces of music ever written, and you only have about uh, you only have about two or three weeks with them. Yep, I mean, have yourself a merry little Christmas. I love singing that song. And you cannot do it for the rest of the year. And there's all these great pop tunes that we had over here, like I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day and uh, uh, Merry Christmas Everybody by Slade. I don't think Slade ever had any impact at all in America. But they were big in the early 70s in Britain. And in uh, McCartney's... Pipes of Peace, which is one of the best songs he's ever written. Um, you've got the Pogues. I don't know if the Pogues ever made an impact in America. Uh, Fairy Tale of New York. That's a fantastic song. So, I gotta, ch- I gotta check it out. I, I, I really do. You, first of all, you gotta send me a few more uh, local things that I never heard about. I want, I want to hear some obscure things from your neck of the woods. You gotta do that for me, Jerry. And we're gonna do more of these uh, tastes from musical tastes from around the world sometime soon. In fact. Maybe with the last two minutes that I have, maybe I'll jump around to something I haven't done in a while. But um, I, I, it's wonderful to ring in the new year with you, my friend, and, and hopefully we can yeah, talk I soon. Yeah, I wanted to do that. On behalf of all of us, the thousands of, of us that are over here at Theta TV, uh, well, the five of us. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of room for more if anybody wants to jump into Theta TV. You'd be very welcome. Let's have some people coming over and joining in the crowd because we get great crack in Theta TV. There's just not enough of us. I know, I know, I, and we've been on Theta for it feels like two years now, and it's just very, very slow. 
very slow going, but it seems like a very nice place and, and, and pretty sturdy. So I'm glad that you guys enjoy yourself there, and uh, and uh, and I hope more people go and and, uh, and and try around, taste around a little bit. But, Jerry, uh, Happy New Year to you and yours, and we'll talk soon. Same to you. God bless. All right. Take care. Uh, there you go. Uh, let me go to something. Where do I have it? Sources. Radio Garden. Here we are. We're going to go around the world. This is Radio Garden, radio.garden, and we can go to jump in on any radio station or most radio stations around the planet. No, no, you be No, 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 you be quiet. Let's see. Where do we go? Where in the United Kingdom are we going to go? We're in Ireland right now. This is Ocean FM. Let's go a little bit. Let's, where, where, where else are we going to go? What's this one over here? Armagh City Radio? This... Somebody's listening to that in their kitchen right now. What's this? In Belfast. Sunshine 1049. Nothing? Failed? All right, let's go over here. Big Hits Radio UK. Failed. What the hell's going on? Don't fail. Here you go. The hell is this? You know what? I don't want to know what uh, Jerry's listening to right now. I want to know what Muhammad is listening to right now. Let's go into the Middle East. What's going on out here? Um. Oh, here we go. There we go. Let's go to Dubai. Supo FM 102.4. Welcome. I love this song. Gorgeous. Where else do we go? Let's go to the most remote place we can find. What's this? Does this place have a... What's this little... What's this place? What is this? This is... Oh, that's Tahiti? I, I gotta be honest, I did not know Tahiti was right there in the middle of nowhere. This is Tahiti. Let's see if the aliens down in uh, in Antarctica have something going on down there. That's Australia. Come on, we don't have a radio station down here. The Tool Society, they don't have anything down here. The Vril, where's the nothing? All right, well, that's all I got for you. Oh, let's go into Africa. Let's go to Ethiopia. Freely, 
you can do amazing things. And Why are they speaking English? I don't want to hear English. I got English all day long. We gotta do this more often, see what the rest of the world is up to. Anyway, it's nine o'clock. Figured we'd just do a little bit of um, globe trotting together on this evening. So now that you know that the strange personal food preferences, hacks, and combinations thread is out there, uh, you also know all of the chapter assignments for next week's uh, maiden voyage with the 2023 book club. That's all there. And uh, that's all I have for you. Into the super chats real quick before we leave. Up to the top. Albert Frederick says, dude, I knew as soon as it came out that it was fake. Uh, has it been so long since Liam has been gone? Plus, they're using the PCR test for it. But hey, what can you do? AZT was the cure then, right? It is what it is. Will they keep pushing? We'll see. Of course they will. They have no other choice. KT Sky D says, love your show. It's information and not so doom and gloom like the rest. Super looking forward to the book club. I am so happy to have you on, Katie. So happy. Silky Johnson says, Frank, what is your opinion of peer-reviewed studies and a lot of people seemingly over-reliance on them? I have a friend that basically says if it's not peer-reviewed, it doesn't count. I'm unsure since some of the most of them seem cherry-picked depending on the subject. Uh, see, here's the problem. Here's the problem with peer-reviewed. Here's the problem with anything that comes from the American Medical Association. Well, that comes from these big institutions, brain trusts that, uh, I mean, that for a time, at least, we thought this is great. Uh, this is coming from the best of the best. What happens when our faith has been shattered? In all in, in most things when it comes to this, because we see how deeply embedded people are that are only there to push a certain type of geopolitical angle and how really compromised some of the more uh, smart, well-trained people of our society are that to, to a point how they're so controlled that it renders all of what you believe to be grade A education completely useless because they just have to follow protocol that's being passed down by some kind of corporation that has a lot invested in a drug that's going to be pushed if we're talking about a medical situation or whatever the hell else obviously there's other political uh considerations made over the last two years for totally pushing the pause button on society they wanted to change the way that we do elections they wanted to change i, I don't know the way that people think about what is a job change the way to think about how we are supposed to be carrying around uh, personal information, whether it should be in a passport form or a chip or anything like that. So much has been shattered. They say peer-reviewed, uh, doctor-recommended. Yeah, who's the peer? Who's the doctor? What's their known associations? What 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 medical group do they belong to? I mean, everything is so... Once we start shaking this tree, everything comes down. And uh, that's why I say, what do you take to the streets? It's like you're, you're like you're swatting at ghosts. This is the time that we have to move farther in and try to find ways through personal connections to find doctors that you like, to have real human conversations with doctors that you like. Um, I mean, to, with educators that you like, anything. 
I think we have to move farther inward. So I understand some people are just like, yeah, if it's not peer-reviewed, it's trash. On the other hand of the, the spectrum, if you've seen, if you've allowed yourself to see just how tilted the game uh, table is, ah, then it's, it's something that you don't even want to deal with anymore. Don't care what a PhD writes about anything anymore. That's my issue. All right, thank you to, let's see here, over on Foxhole, I just got a message from Abe. Tonight for the Monday, Movie Mystery Monday is Sci-Fi Classics for tonight on Monday. Tonight's clue is Blank of the Apes and Soylent Blank. Solve this mystery by joining us for the after show watch party tonight only on quitefrankly.tv. Yes, only on quitefrankly.tv. Let me run through these real quick. These gold pills, I want to thank Sean Joe, Porpoiseful, Put in Hollow says, uh, oh, Put in Hollow, join as a subscriber. Great. Duda Man says, our New Year's resolution is listening to Quite Frankly more often. I'd love to have you. It's going to be very, it's going to be real fun tomorrow night, taking a deep dive with Ryan Gable. Porpoiseful, Chai Possum, Glorious New Year, Frank. Homegoy says, GLP is still a go-to for me. Been going there since 1998. I love GLP. Uh, some nights it's just duty. There's nothing but duty on there, but uh, I'd still go back. It, it doesn't have the same problem that Drudge has. has a little bit more of the th- kind of problems that 4chan has, but I don't know. It's almost like a, a smaller country club kind of a thing. Uh, Isaac Truth, you're the best, Frank. Thank you. CM, uh, CJM61, you are glittering jewel against asshoes on the interwebs. Wow. Thank you. Good to be a jewel over an asshole. Robert Sarns, Doug the positive vibe King Bao is putting out there gives me a lot of hope for the future. Yes, very positive vibe, also very aggressive. I'm sure that it tested a lot of people's patience because I know this audience and he did a lot of cursing. But still, uh, I liked hanging with him. Uh, FVT says, Frank, once you asked if Nick Sandman and Kyle Rittenhouse formed a band... Uh, it would be called Guns and Rosary. Yeah, yo, I, I, somebody said that. I remember that that joke, Guns and Rosary. I remember that joke. That's a good one. Guns and Rosary. I didn't make it though. I don't know if that's what you were saying. I didn't make that joke, but I remember reading it on, on the on the air and had a lot of fun with it. All right, we're already over the line. It's nine oh six. A lot more to do tomorrow night. Can't wait to have you here. So um, have a good sleep, go to quitefrankly.tv, and enjoy a night of wonderful science fiction. I'll be in the chat room at some point, see how everybody's doing. But first, I got to power things down over here and find myself some dinner. So um, until then, take care of yourselves and nighty night. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience. And now, our super chatters, starting with Albert Frederick, KT Sky D, Silky Johnson, Stostube, Mark Swan, Andy Bond, Incompetent Hands, Silky Johnson, Nick in Chicago. 
Thank you so, so much. Oh, Andy from California from a day ago says, I just caught up with the last show of 2022 when I had ER nurses in Wine Bar. I used to, you know, I'm going to do this tomorrow for you, Andy. I'm sorry about that. Didn't see it. Good night, everybody. See you on, quite frankly, TV.